driving grab or food delivery, uh, right? So- straight to the point, it's kind of like a dead end kind of a side hustle. You don't get to learn something you know, very creative. You're really grinding time for money. Hi guys, welcome into today's show. We have Gerald on with us again. Yo, hi everybody. Hey Gerald, today we'll be talking about side hustles. And the good part, you know, about anybody listening in to both of us is we can give two perspectives because, you know, side hustles is quite important. If you stay towards the end of this whole discussion, you'll hear some important points they can take away. Today, we'll be ranking each of these side hustles for you in accordance to a few matrix. The first that we'll be ranking is how easy is it to start? Of course, easy depends on, you know, is it requiring equipment? Is it very skill intensive? So these are points that we are considering for you also. Then the second part is how easy it is to make $1,000. I guess Gerald has some experience in some of these. And the third part is how easy is it on your time? Because side hustles, right? Correct? It's not your main job. If it doesn't require too much of time, then that's definitely a plus point. So without further ado, let's hear the first item that Gerald, you have on your mind. First uh, way, right, is known to pretty much everyone in Singapore. Everyone would have definitely thought thought about it at some point in your life which is to teach something that you're good at for example you know for me it's badminton some of you might be a good swimmer so swimming a piano music uh yoga calisthenics fitness training so these are the things that uh, you can teach for side income and actually grow it into a viable business back to uh the rating right so actually i would rate it six to eight in terms of ease to start but this really depends on the industry you're in right some industry actually a lot easier to start like running where is it easy to make one thousand dollars so good thing is that most um sports co-curricular activities which i'm a little bit more aware of um are not so difficult in terms of the licensing and the certification for that i would rate it maybe uh also about a seven uh because once you get the cert you are pretty much almost you know, very stable, consistently, you can like get $1,000 if you just put in the hours. That is, if you manage to acquire a few students with you on board, every month getting $1,000, not too difficult. Even if it's not within a month, but to slowly accumulate mm. 1000 in total, it's almost a guarantee. Right? So the last part is, is it easy in terms of um, your time? Um, actually, for this, I would rate it relatively low because competition mm. is stiff. So this oh. means that prices will be pushed down. Uh. So then um, uh, the hourly rate that you earn is quite a bit less than uh, what you would originally think when you're thinking of entering the industry. From a perspective, if I were to recommend someone to come in the badminton uh, world, right, to teach badminton part-time, you need to factor in your equipment cost. Um, badminton, you need shuttlecock. So these are quite costly uh, as a coach or teacher to get into the industry. So this is one key factor you need to take note of as well. I was thinking actually yoga instructors, I think they charge a lot. Mm. Like eighty dollars, hundred dollars. I think it's possible. Also, and then yoga doesn't require equipment, right? It's a skill. Yeah, but yoga, the studio is expensive, so you need to rent oh. the entire studio, and you must have enough tax. Oh, you need right? to unless share profits with the center itself. All right, unless you do yoga in HDB Void Deck uh, Zumba, right? Then in terms of time wise, right? If if it's something you're passionate about, you don't need to spend extra hours to go and learn. For example, badminton, you already know what. Rather yeah, than you, yeah. do, you don't practice that, so isn't it easy on the time wise? Uh, you, you ranked it quite low in terms of time. The main thing is yes, so, the traveling time to teach the students. That's your consideration. If you are coming in as a recreational uh, mm. teacher, right? Uh, like a community teacher, if I can sort of, um, rather than a professional, you know, world champ, ex-world champion kind of teacher, there is like a cap, right? A market cap because of the stiff competition around. Like if I want to increase my rates, for example, 60 to 90 next year, can I easily do it? 
not so simple oh. uh, compared to, let's say, digital marketing, right? Raising rates would be a little bit less transparent. Um, whereas badminton, it's quite transparent. There's a lot of um, teachers around and the rates are competitive. So now on to the next part. Josh, what do you think would be a good way to start another type of side hustle, you know? Speaking about uh, something that you are good at and just now you mentioned about social media. It also spurred yep. a thought in me. Maybe social media manager or a digital marketer can also be a side hustle because I do employ somebody myself. The main yeah. thing is about results. You know, it's like teaching something you like. If it's recreational swimming, there's no end result. It's just getting that certificate. But when it comes to side hustles that require results, that require skill, then maybe social media manager or digital marketer can be a side hustle, but require some skill like, in that sense. If I were to think about how to rate it for audiences, whether it's suitable or not, is to start probably not so easy. You need to make a certain result on your own uh, platform first before you can charge customers, before customers want to engage you. Mm. So ease of starting may be quite hard. Then in terms of ease of time, that part is good as well because you can do marketing in wee hours if you are a night hour, for example. There's no mm. need to fix to a night to five. You can do it at 12 midnight. You can do it at weekends where you prefer also. Or you can even pre-schedule things. So in this side hustle, there are certain benefits using technology. Or just in case, maybe you are doing social media for your own company. Then you already have that skill set. Then you do it on the site. It's very easy. You already are testing everything for your MNC already. And then you do it on the site. You acquire your own customers. That will definitely still work also. Let's pivot to another topic. Are there other services that are non-tech related, Gerald, that you think are good side hustles? Maybe you've seen some friends do before. Right. So for me, right, I think a very big opportunity would be like um, pets related uh, type of side hustle. Because, you know, my wife, uh, she loves animals. She, lo she has cats. I think six cats back at home. She has a dog. She used to have rabbits. And the amount of effort, you know, it takes to take care of um, your pet is crazy especially when they become aged you know a bit, a bit oh. older you bring them to the vet one time and you bring them like once a month it's like 300 bucks 300 bucks 500 bucks sometimes a thousand bucks so those of you pet lovers you know right um there's a saying you know people like us we work like dogs so that our <laughs> dogs live like humans you know so so, so uh, it, it's, it's true when you love your pet you really would spend a lot for them things that you need and they take a lot of effort, right? So they, you need to walk them, um, especially when you travel, you need someone to take care of them. So boarding uh, or walking, 150 bucks, right? Uh, so very simple task um, that a lot of pet lovers would probably go through at some stage and point in their life. So I think for these roles, it's probably quite easy to get started. Uh, and you don't need um, a particular deep expertise to walk a dog, right? You just need to know how to, you know, pick up the pool, make sure you don't irritate the neighbors and you need to take care of the dog. You need to be passionate. Um, and I think there won't be that many people that would do such tasks because um, not everyone's a, a true lover of animals, right? So in terms of competition compared to like teaching, which I mentioned earlier, it's probably, mm. I think, a bit lesser. And money-wise, because it's pets, people are willing to pay a lot more. The money is there. Uh, the market is there. Uh, but of course, the difficulty is also there if you want to really stand out in this market. So, so yeah, you do so feel that it's quite easy to, to make $1,000? What's, what's your gut feel on it? Correct. Yeah, just to cut my own hair, I pay three twenty, you know, Snip Avenue to cut my cat hair. It's like eighty dollars for one cat, just to give perspective, right? So, yeah, uh, it's a lot. I have two cats, so that's like hundred sixty every two months. Wow, yeah. hair leh. Someone call you cut hair. I don't know. <laughs> I think I saw before an article. Someone in New York uh, making hundred thousand a year just by walking pets. I don't know how many you need to walk or how how much of a day you need to spend walking pets. 
really quite interesting. It's a very niche market. On to uh, the next portion, right? So uh, I think the first one you mentioned about social media manager. Hmm. Um, but social media manager is very specific, like very broad, you know, you, you handle um, end-to-end. Is there maybe like a more specific segment uh, that you would think, maybe a part like, like you know, video editing, for example, that hmm. you can do as a hustle to make money? Oh, uh, excellent point. Eh? I think video editing is required more and more, especially you transit more to visual content long form content every youtube channel will need a good editor at least if you you know that so the demand is definitely there uh i myself i hire a freelance editor so it's also a side hustle for me i'm very sure uh so in terms of maybe starting wise the skill actually we for us who maybe don't edit so much it seems very difficult wow so tedious to do but for anyone who's well trained in it actually it's way simpler for us to do something that's 10 hours maybe to do only three hours so in terms of ease to start, if they already have the software, it's not difficult at all. If they already have that skill set, they don't even need to learn too much further. Spice, uh, how easy it is to make $1,000. I think it's quite easy because once you are helping a channel, for example, there's, there's always new content generated. You can keep making videos and earn that $1,000 per month very easily. And if the channel blows bigger, like uh, you know, I'm paying a bit more and more to my own editor because I appreciate the efforts. So yeah. I do think that is a good side hustle that can scale with time. And also in terms of ease of time, right? If that's the concern also. Again, editing, you can do it on weekends. You can do it at night, 12 midnight. There's no nine to five constraint to things. So it's very free and easy. I think it's a, a good place to start for anyone that's looking for side hustles. Do you give your editor to edit uh, the videos? Oh, couple of days. I think a couple of days is comfortable. So usually I would always double check uh, when is a comfortable deadline. And most of the time, we get it done in a few days. One right. day, maybe it's very stressful because they might have other mm. projects on hand. I think it's uh, unnecessary stress. I don't want to make yeah. it an unhappy relationship also. Like only rush out your content. So usually it's a few few days of lag. And they can spend the nights just to do. Quite simple. Actually, I, I agree with you. I think uh, most YouTubers after like, I think 10 or 20 or maybe 30k subscribers, they mm. would probably get a video editor to help them in some way, shape or form. Or if mm. not, they're thinking of getting an editor to help them because uh, it's quite tedious, right, to edit. It's not difficult, but it takes quite a long time to actually process. And you need to have ma- many variations, right? One for YouTube, one for YouTube Shorts, one for TikTok, <laughs> one for Instagram. So yeah, it does take uh, this time or add up, you know. Um, so that's why there is a market. Um, on the other hand, uh, it really depends on um, the type of clients that you work with. I think YouTubers, generally, the bar not so high. But corporates or um, ah. companies, they are a little bit more picky with um, the number of um, shots you need. Um, so there's engaging. Yes. Uh, the color scheme must fit the branding. Uh, and then you need to find you know, B-rolls and all that stuff. Uh, so then, then that can get quite tedious, especially when you have a lot of um, B-roll and transitions and maybe even animations. I, I think uh, that's a very good point. Uh, Corporates-wise, right? Uh, I, I guess they might engage companies a bit more than freelancers that can do part-time unless you are super tired and known. Uh. So usually yeah. their budgets are big also five digit, yes. six digit to do an ad, to do a campaign. Uh, mm. then, then usually they hire an agency. So in that yeah. sense, maybe that's not the most natural clientele for a side hustle. But if you are good, you can still find SMEs, smaller ones that are willing to work on project basis or YouTube channels who always need... YouTube is like a big oh. market. Yes, definitely. And... Yeah, even for myself, when I try to learn video editing, wow, there's so many things to learn. The skill level, you can start from just basic, you know, chopping, putting things together to learning how to color grade, you know, really improve animations or even uh, 
uh, sound, right? How you really, really make the sound very sick. But it's easy to get started. I kind of agree with you. Um, and the good part about video editing, right, is just in case you are partnering with a YouTube channel that's growing. You know, it's like leveraging also. Uh, you're leveraging a platform that's growing. Uh, then it's fantastic because as the YouTube channel grows, the revenue grows, uh, your pie or what you can demand also grows. So there is a yeah. natural leverage. I think in this side hustle makes a lot more sense. And maybe some of those that we'll be covering in a while. So always think in terms of leverage. Can it help you scale also? Uh, so mm. when you look for side hustles, have a long-term objective to things. Speaking of that, any other ideas that you have on my Gerald? Well, uh, I think tuition or teaching is a fantastic opportunity. Um, and I think when you think to tuition, a lot of people think like, oh, your English, math, science. Um, so then I think that there is actually an underserved market in the uni uh, poly segment. So like for me, right, when I went uni, I changed course. So I was from sports and leisure management, very sporty kind of background. Then I went to SMU business school. Man, I tell you, the class average was like 70. I remember the first semester, my score was like 20 something, you know, uh, for the first test. So then I struggled. So then um, I wanted help. But nobody will help because, you know, they're all stressed about, stressed about getting their A grades, right? So what I do, I find tutors um, to help me in my uni. And I think I paid like 150 an hour to help me with my um, the business math um, portion. So I found another senior from SMU who had like straight A's, you know, and he's about to graduate. So it's a lot of free time. He helped me 150 uh, a session, I think about two hours long to pass uh, my uni math. So 850 per hour is good money, right? And it's a niche market. It's actually pretty good money to give so tuition. So it's a field that anyone can enter, right? Like, you know, if you are a uni student, you can always coach someone doing O-levels. Agree, agree. That's why so many people do it. And um, it's been a bread and butter um, for a lot, a lot of people in Singapore as a viable side hustle. Of course, if you want to professionalize it and actually become a, a, a viable business, right? Then that becomes a lot trickier. Um, but many, many people have done it. You look at all the you know, private schools around, you can clearly see this is a viable and very big market in Singapore. Lah. But actually, right, in terms of um, time for money, I feel like this one really, you're just exchanging time for money. I think for anyone yeah. who is, you know, studying right now, a uh, uni, mm-hmm. undergrad, uh, then this one, you, you probably already know. Uh, you sure. just log on to any agency. They can help you find students. So that part of starting, yeah, definitely is very easy. That's something I agree with also. Back to you, Josh. Uh, what do you think are some other side houses we can work on to make some kaching? <laughs> I I suddenly thought of something. I have a friend who actually sells iStock photos. Jerry, you also do <laughs> YouTube channel you have used before, right? iStock images, thumbnails and stuff. He actually sells iStock images. He's working full-time. Then photography is a passion. What he does is he goes for causes. He signs up with iStock as an affiliate, something like that. So he sells <laughs> his images. And I've seen actually big companies purchase his images for a couple of hundred dollars. Eh? No joke. Just to put it on the brochure. Yeah. Like, for example, like OCBC has a brochure on something, right? They, his, yeah. Yeah. I, I've seen his images go on it before. Uh, but of course, the ease of starting requires a lot of equipment. You need a lot of skill mm-hmm. uh, to reach the, the yeah. stock footage kind of image. They have some guidelines from what I hear from him. So not so easy to start. Uh, to make a thousand dollars takes some time. You might need to hit some jackpot, which means big corporates buy your image for couple of hundred dollars or even more than that i don't know but usually the transactions are smaller so to make a thousand not too easy but it's definitely still doable what about traditional um photography or videography right you help people wedding photographers event photographers i think those are bread and butter that's that's a good point i have also a friend who's doing wedding photography so each weekend is at least 2k 
for photography, a bread and butter would be um, businesses that require a lot of images. Mm. Like for example, uh, could be you know influencers that need images. If you can partner with them, hey, your photography every every week, right? We go out for a shoot. Uh, then yeah, you know, um, they have to bring like a suitcase, and then it's like eighty dollars for one shoot every weekend at least. Or or if not, you work with like real estate um agents where they always publish oh. um post new properties. Um, they're gonna need photo photos pretty much every week, right? Um, so those are like bread and butter, $200, $200 every time you meet them to take photos. Um, so yeah, those are viable opportunities and make a living out of it. And Making a living out of it, I, I think it's not too easy. So I, this friend of mine who I spoke briefly, I think he tried to transit to full-time. So mm-hmm. if each customer is say 2500 you need a few to be yes. viable, to cover your full-time work. So you need at least a few weddings a month. So I guess after dwelling it for a while, he couldn't, have that kind of traction. So one a month maybe is doable, but a few yep. a month to become full-time or that, that mm. the competition part starts to eat into the equation. A bit like, you know, uh, teaching badminton or swimming. Yeah. And they spend a lot reinvesting into their equipment. Like yes. I know for a few a few guys that do like a photography for real estate agents, right? They always compete with quality of equipment. So mm. uh, they spend one camera like what, $12,000, $15,000. Crazy. I mean, if you earn 2000 a month, it takes you almost a year just to break even off the camera, right? That you invest so that you can get more business. So then this begs the question, um, how much does he actually take home every month, mm. right? So um, anyone listening in, right? If you have a passion for photography. We leave your questions also. What are your concerns or do you have other methods to make use of this skill that you have? And Gerald, I'd like to ask you also, what, what do you think about YouTubing as a side hustle? So for YouTubing, right, I think that it's fantastic if you reach a certain scale. Uh, once you have like the traction, you know, you have a community of people, um, you have income coming in, well, it feels damn good. Uh, you can do it Depend, depending on your niche, you do have the ability to travel the world uh, to collaborate, right? So then it's a very collaborative community. So like most industries, like, you know, if I win, you lose, you win, I lose. Mm. But YouTube is a business that is very collaborative. Technically, it's easy to start. In terms of making money, unless you have a well-thought-out plan, a lot of YouTubers have actually spent time or years building up their channel and they don't make a lot of money out of YouTube itself. You go around searching how much you make, um, how much people make from YouTube. You hear, you hear people make millions upon millions every single I think, year. Uh, Graham Stephan, uh, that's the outlier. Uh, so we should also set the right expectations. YouTube is a long-term, long-term thing. You like the well, influence, you can get due. Yeah, I did attend like a YouTube course, you know. Um, mm. So like in, in America, there was um video creators, right? The guru, I paid, I think 2005 Sing just to go and attend the course. Um, And I was one of the mid-sized channels there. So I have about 150K subs. Um, There was this lady, she had only 3,000 subs. She was making like 10K a month. So she was doing like sewing, teaching people how to sew. So then all the aunties would subscribe, you know, and when they start when you start sewing, knitting, right? Um, you like to try different variations. So then every month they will pay her like what thirty bucks. So then she will give them different recipes every month, and then they will just sew together. And then she makes ten k of it of like a few thousand subs only. So then it was really amazing. If you um you know have a target uh niche that makes money and you do it right, right? You can actually make money. Doesn't you don't have to be like a very big uh channel per se. I yeah, think for so us in finance space, yeah, there's affiliate marketing, right? That we tie hmm. on very often to our channels. That's one way to monetize. So if you are listening in and you always wondered how YouTubing can make a thousand, uh, you do need to tap on affiliate marketing as an avenue rather than just a, the ad. 
revenue they can derive. So um, one thing to note is just not to be a sellout. Uh, because, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of um, the FTX scene already uh, reminded us, right? A lot of crypto influencers, eh, they really sell out their souls so they can get the affiliate uh, money in uh, uh, every single time. So yeah, I just want, want to take note not to um, be a sellout. Try to be as ethical as you can because YouTube is not regulated. Fun. No, um, not, not just ethical as you can. Eh, ethics keep it at the highest. Always always treasure the fans because, you know, trust, right? We, we build now anyone listening in we have that trust so the intention must be correct when we recommend something we we should have the intention that it is a good product whether it turns out well or not really the the intention at start must be the defining moment it must be correct the service or the product that we recommend yeah saying not financial advice doesn't make the video ethical i just take note (laughs) (laughs) financial um... advisor could be a side hustle i suddenly thought also I, I think mm. maybe it's not too difficult to start. There's some examinations maybe coming to this point. But I guess the harder part is how to make $1,000 consistently. Exams mm. you can all pass. Getting that consistency requires you to put in effort to continuously learn, to market yourself. So mm. financial advisor, I think also lump in uh, property agents or any self-employed uh, sales profession. Uh, so that, that would be a an avenue to think about side hustles, but usually uh, the hard part is the continuous process. The first few customers may be easy, own family members and friends, but then to survive long-term, uh, that's the usual challenge that I, I can share for anyone that's listening in also. Then in terms of ease of time, uh, the profession requires a lot of time. I guess my uh, approach to things, you need to spend a lot of time marketing, you need to spend a lot of time upgrading the knowledge. So it's a very knowledge-intensive side hustle like you Think of it that way. Yeah, you said that it's very time intensive, but yet you say it's a side hustle. So is mm-hmm. it a full hustle or a side hustle? You know what I mean? A lot of um I'm just wondering, a lot of people will be thinking, right? Hey, I wanna, you know, uh step into this industry, but they just wanna try try only la. Maybe I do uh, one day or two days a week. You think that is even I viable? think the mindset cannot let the mindset must be full time. Because when I started uh, the journey myself, I was mm. in university. But mm. also the mindset is very full time. Any time that I have on weekends and after school hours, I was trying to meet customers. I was trying to learn how to do sales. So the right. the side hustle, the time intensive part. That's where I, I want to share. Is it's probably time intensive. You need to put in a lot of effort to create breakthroughs to market yourself. Uh, it cannot mm-hmm. be a side hustle if you just spend weekends a little bit of time. Whereas YouTubing, you can you can just produce a content that you like and just sit on it. Whereas a profession of sales requires a lot to succeed. Yeah, teaching also very uh, on-time, on-target, right? As long as the student is free, then you work on it. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, That's very interesting to learn because I think a lot of us not from an industry, we are curious to know, right? How much effort does it take to... Uh, I think the first benchmark is to, to be able to get by. Mm. Then we talk about, you know, trying to scale and grow the business in this uh industry. One uh, very popular one now is like driving grab or food delivery, ah. right? So uh, yeah, actually, I think... A lot of people are initially there was a lot of taboo like hey you do grab but now it's oh. becoming I feel like it's becoming more and more accepted that a lot of people get involved in logistics right this is basically a part-time logistic mm. role turns out uh in terms okay let, let's just do the rating right ease of starting um they actually make it super easy for you to start but you do need to incur like um probably a small licensing fee and like a starter pack you need to don on you know their their, their starter pack right pay a hundred dollars to don in green or don in pink kind of like teaching as long as you put in the hours they already have the ready pool of clients for you so it's not difficult i have a point to add you know grab is something easy to start but i also like to caution if you are younger right now uh, grab is you know to put it 
straight to the point. It's kind of like a dead end kind of a side hustle. You don't get to learn something you know, very creative. You're really grinding time for money. But on the other hand, if you are somewhat older, you need to boost up income for mortgage, for family. I think that part I understand. So we always need to weigh that part long term and short term. So hopefully that would impact your decision. Then maybe we can conclude with a few key points, you know, for everyone listening in. There are definitely merits to doing side hustles. I'd like to share that maybe the first part is you can get a bit more involved with a hobby of yours. If you like yoga already and you're really good at it, you know, uh, it's mentioned before that some of them have picked up their hobby and converted it to another income stream. It can even develop even more expertise that you may not have imagined if you were just a participant. I've also seen this uh, sharing before by a lawyer that she's mentioned that previously she was doing a lot of uh, flower designing. After a while, that became something she was passionate about. She used it to distress. She started to post things on uh, social media and she started to get followers and orders. So right now, even as a lawyer full-time, very hectic, uh, this has become you know something that she's created on the site that has become viable on its own already. So what were your thoughts? Things to look out for for side hustles. When you choose a side hustle, you need to be very clear if you have the intention for it to scale to become something bigger mm. or is it something that you do out of recreation, right? So if it's something that you do out of um, joy, continue doing it. If you do side hustle, right? I think one key thing that you need to consider is also um, whether a side hustle um, suitable for your situation because mm. some industries that you're in, let's say you specialize in certain type of roles or jobs, it's very time stressful um, and a side hustle may not be the best idea because it can detract your mm. attention from your key work, right? Not to mention, um, let's say for example, you're a financial analyst, um, you want to do YouTubing, talking about stocks on the side. It mm. jeopardizes your career. Uh, so you just be very careful about that as well. You don't want to end up losing your main job because of your side hustle. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's a, a big problem, right? Uh, always get blessings from your company, right? I guess that's that's a key key part. Yeah, some industries are sensitive, definitely. Uh, I yes. guess if you are working in government sector, uh, it that may not be supported that easily. Yeah, so that's, yes. that's definitely a key point to look out for. Speaking of this point, I think we can all also conclude, moving forward in 2023, we are all looking for work-life balances. Don't stress yourself out also with side hustles. It can make you some money, but don't focus too much on it. We were trying to list out the points uh, on how easy it is to start as well as how easy you continue getting $1,000. But ultimately, there are other intangibles such as creativity, uh, getting distressed from doing the side hustles. That should feed on to your overall objective also. So if you have benefited, smash the like, smash the subscribe. Gerald, thank you for staying in today also. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas too. Take care and goodbye.